Hello and welcome back to the Pig Pod, everyone. I hope you've all had a great week and welcome to the final episode for the year. Been uh, been quite the long season, hey boys. It could actually be the final episode forever. Really? Yeah, unless we get enough tweets so at Pig underscore Pod asking us to continue, we yeah, we might retire the podcast. So wow, get on Twitter, lads. Well, let's hope if this is the final episode, uh, everyone enjoys it and. Get out of here. Hopefully there's a few dubs laughs, the yeah, dubs. Alright, well, I mean, I guess we'll just start by talking about how the week went. Um, I'll start. You want to start? Okay. I'll start. Oh, yeah, okay. so, look, I've had a, a relatively good season, I'd say, mm. uh, making four out of four of my grand finals, and I was excited, but, you know, I finished the year with a 2187 and, like, a round rank of 19,000. Only won me <laughs> one grand final, so, yeah, it was very disappointing, and I blame Tom Stewart. No, no, sorry, Dane Zorko. Dane Zorko. I was about to say, Tom Stewart was bad, but he wasn't that bad. He was pretty bad. You have like six more players that did worse than him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dane Zorko, just for being a flog on the field. He, he, he was off in, the field. He was in your top half of defenders, Tom Stewart. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to chuck him in the negative three. He just upset. Shut up. Anyway, this is my negative three, Spencer. Okay. Dane Zorko for being shit. He stinks as a human being. He's the worst. He actually is. Mm. I hope he goes to jail. I reckon he's average height. (laughs) 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 Alright, well I guess we'll go on to myself. Um, I don't get get to do positive three. There's not many positives after your week, mate. (laughs) Positive three. (laughs) Positive three, Sam Doherty, 137. I thought he was better than Cripper, to be honest, in the game. Cripper. He was very good. You say Crepper? Cripper. Cripper. Like Crepes. Yeah, Crepes. Patrick Crepes. Nice. Jamie Crepes. Ew. Yeah, anyway, I reckon he was better than him. I, I reckon he was better than Sam Walsh I thought he played well. really well. Um, just had an overall good game. 29 disposals, 7 marks, 7 tackles. I want to see him put being put in the midfield next year. It would be nice, but they already have enough heads in there, so... Unlikely. Enough heads? Don't need another ball one in there. Anyway... Uh, moving on to myself. Um, so, yeah, I had another stinker, I guess. Uh, it's kind of just reflective of the season I've had. At this point, it was Chuck, bloody Brandon Ellis and Mark Blitzards into your team and see what happens. Uh, and they are the GOATs. So, if only Brandon Ellis, I'm pretty sure he got injured in the last quarter or something. So you know, I, was happy, I was happy with it. Well could have been a ceiling score there, but it is what it is. Um, plus three. Uh, I'm, I'm going Connor Rosie. And I think this game is clear evidence that... Rose Goat is real. Yeah, the Rose Goat is real. And anyone that says Walsh greater than Rosie doesn't know that he's been given official Goat status. And Also, Walsh didn't even play. So I've taken yeah. Burger in 60. So thanks, Sam Walsh. Well, exactly. So, I mean, Sam Walsh, clearly, this was the only chance he had. <laughs> I, just, I was getting ready to watch the Carlton game. I just, see, I just looked down at my phone. Sam Walsh admitted. I'm like, oh, all right. Probably should trade him now. Did you say omitted? Oh, it wasn't put in the team. It was omitted. <laughs> he was omitted, apparently. So to be fair, they found out he was better than worse than Rose. Better than worse? Worse than Rosie. Exactly. Rosie is a gun. 34 possessions. I don't know what it was in the end. Four marks, eight tackles. Four marks, eight tackles, and a goal. Pig. And that's and why he won fr- the award. And a free kick. And a free kick. Had four free kicks, actually. Four free kicks. Or yeah, see, real good. It, just, it just keeps getting better. It this guy is a stud and he is a lock for our fantasy teams next year. And yeah, I'm excited for next year. 
Um, and my minus three goes to, you know what? Mason Redman. Red Goat. <laughs> red Goat is now just Red, red Man or Red Dog. Is red Dog, yeah. Yeah, Demoto or Red Dog, probably. But, um, yeah, he just wanted last three average of 58.7. I don't know why all of a sudden he just became so stinky. It was so bad, man. Because, he, like, it wasn't that long ago where he had 139 with 32 touches, 10 marks, and 4 tackles, and a goal. And all of a sudden he just becomes irrelevant now. But anyway, yeah. that's the season. That's me done. Alistair, on to you, mate. Yeah, it's quite comical that I've scored the highest um, <laughs> score of the round. No, well, no, hold on, let me explain. All right? Um, it's very rare that you choose your lowest scoring player of your whole team, including your bench, besides including the ones that played, to be uh, your captain. Um, but, you know, I thought I've checked out, um, really haven't kind of given up on the team, given up on the season. Chucked the C on Rowan Marshall. Didn't see Tom Campbell's being named as Ruck. And took a 47, so I got a big 94 as my captain score, which was always lovely. Um, it could wasn't worse. It, yeah, it could be 36 from Patrick Cripps, um, in case you're wondering. I, I didn't actually even mention that. Someone yeah, else. It, did. Neither did I this it, time. I know yeah, so I guess that. it's every week, but it's never me that brings it up. Just yeah, but no, um, no, yeah. 47 from Royal Marshall, which was fun. Um, plus three. Uh, screw it, give it to Sicily. Pig had like, God, it would have been close to 20 marks in the back half. Just kind of marking everything back there. A lot of kicks, a lot of marks. So, really want one fantasy friendly football. And, um, yeah, that's that, me. That's actually how you beat us. You were asking how you beat us. I didn't have Sicily. Did you have Sicily? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did not. And I didn't have Steel either, so. Yeah, Steel. There you Sicily. go. There you go. I yeah. had Steel. He was pretty good. I had Wines as well. We should have brought in Ben to, Long. Thanks to Spencer bringing the <laughs> <laughs> Ben Long, the go, 137. Also, Riley O'Brien, 128. Yeah, that was... that was. Yeah, kiss, kiss, kiss. You know what you should have done? Go on. You should have traded... Marshall out ben and Ben McAvoy and Vaughn in English and Rob thank you thank you for that yeah. just, <laughs> just pointing it out uh, anyway just for next time I think now the the season's done we should look into some of our best and worst moves uh, I guess we'll start with our worst and Tim would you like to take it off What what is a move that you'd, you'd rather wish you could go back and change um, it has to be the let me get up the round Actually, I'll start talking about it. Um, so, I traded out Nick Dacos. I remember this. For Aaron Hall. Yeah. And <laughs> I could have, with the other trade, gone Isaac Heaney to Luke Parker. Mm-hmm. Which really would have set my season up. And that's probably when I was fighting for about a hat. Yeah. So, that, that really screwed my hat chances. So, Aaron Hall scored a 12. And Nick Dacos scored a 117. So that's a 105-point turnaround. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Yeah, um, yeah, so that really cost me. So that's, that's going to be my yeah. worst trade. Or bringing Isaac Heaney. That's what I was about to mention. That one probably... Yeah, we worked it out there. last week. Isaac Heaney averaged 89 for the season. And I had him for an average of about... 70? 70. Jesus Christ. And he, without... When I didn't have him... And he scored 100 on the weekend as well. You traded him just before he hit his form again. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He started getting yeah, so... Maybe it was you. Maybe you cursed him. Yeah, I just had him for shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, you actually definitely cursed But I'm still... Him. He's still on the radar for You know in that round when Tim <laughs> traded out Nick Dacos, I had him on the bench because I put someone for a 70. I was like, oh, Nick Dacos won't get that. He won't get turned. Oh, he won't have a good game. No. Wow. 
Oh, good. There you go. And, uh, Tim, what about your best move? Best move. It's got to be, I reckon, Sinclair after round one. Yeah, that was a great I think pick. I was probably one of the first blokes on him. Um, I remember sitting here thinking, who the hell is Sinclair? Also, on him. Pause. But, um, I was literally thinking the Yeah, same. great, great pick. All right, guys, maybe have some maturity, hey? Really? Um, after a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> there was a very... What, it's not day. our fault you love coming. <laughs> Uh, or bringing in Hugh McCluggage after round six. Obviously, he's been pretty poor to finish the season, but there was mm. a patch there where he was going absolutely. Did you bring him in round six? Yeah, that's been a long time, long season. Yeah, I am the king yeah. of the pod, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, how about yourself, Spencer? Um, myself. Okay, I mean, this season's kind of just been uh, one train wreck after the other. Pretty much, mate. Started out terribly, being round one rank of 20,000. Surely bringing in, starting Justin McInerney in your team was your best move. Yeah, <laughs> it was not my best, and I think the worst part was that I didn't include Sicily, so <laughs> at least it gave me an option to jump to. I think, uh, looking at it overall, uh, my best move, I did trade out Raul reasonably early. Um, probably, I think it was round... Round, round three, round four. Round... I, I had him out after round three. Mm. Obviously saw that 40-odd he scored. And, uh, I was actually the same. He did well that week, though. He got like a 90 or an 87 or something. Yeah, well, regardless, he went on and did absolute rubbish. And that was a good good move on my behalf. Um, and then I think the other good one is the Rosie pick at 650 or 550. Yeah, we all 550. Yeah, we all jumped on. and Initial disappointment, but he's been a gun. Yeah, yeah he, he hit that form and actually played pure midfield role. And he just destroyed it and it was, it was a great pick so yeah uh, and just a couple others there's probably the merit pick uh, except for that couple of weeks or a little bit ago um, yeah he was awesome for me and went on about five games in a row 120 plus uh, yeah so he was a great pick and Callum Mills another good one oh, Callum Mills is so jumped good. on jumped on him the week of the one 162 yeah. um, but I think as much as Bad trades have caused me some damage. I looked at that AFL fantasy rap thing, and my bottom five captain scores were so bad. Who was it? What was number one? Uh, I've mentioned this the second time today. Uh, Patrick Cripps, 36. Right. Yeah. There was... So, we'll start. That's an injury. Number yeah. two, Callum Mills, 54. That was a complete role change for no yeah. apparent reason. Three... Max Gorn, 67, got injured during the game. Played on, but still injured and couldn't play ruck. Then the fourth one was Lockie Neal, 67, getting hard tagged. I can't remember who it was against. As if they do those captains for us. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, how, how on earth was I supposed to predict injuries? Or Crystal random Ball. role changes? Anyways, and the final one was uh, Tuke Miller, 82. So That's rough. Yeah, it's, it's just not been... A great season for me. I, I give I give out the advice. I I send people on a path I cannot follow. So advice, but yeah. Right. so uh yeah, I'm I'm glad that everyone else got to enjoy the the fruit four of out of five four out of five of my lowest captain scores were Tuke Miller, and that was in round one, <laughs> three, four, and five. <laughs> and I captained him around two as well. You, you captained him in his worst little patch, and then yeah. from like yeah, round he, ten onward, he was kind of goaded. Yeah, you guys are so excited to get him at the start of the year. I remember that. Yeah, and I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was so fun. Yeah, I guess going on to me. Um, worst pick of the year has to be like Bailey Williams. I got him in after his like he went ninety, eighty, eighty. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this guy might be a jet for a few weeks. No, I think he scored 
a 72 and I was like eh, you know you know comsy comsar I'll take it not great but thought you know big things coming next week uh, I think he scored 30 uh, 35 maybe a 32 something like that um, I thought you know I've got bigger things to do he can stay one more week maybe show what he's worth I think he scored a 40 so um traded him out great riddance after that you know um, when, you, when you told me that you were going to bring him in usually I would be like no don't do that you're an idiot but because I wanted to beat you in rank at that point so bad I was like oh no I'll, I'll let him jump on the absolute bum <laughs> and you were like oh you know two mid guys is better than one big guy in a cash cow and I was yeah, like exactly. oh whatever mate whatever yeah well there you go oh well poor pick um so yeah that would probably be my worst Pick of the year. Best pick, um, I'll throw an honorable mention in for getting in Rory Laird when I did. I got him in real early. I got him mm. in like his, just before his buy, I think in round 12 and he was a jet ever since then. Um, really made the most of his really nice schedule and obviously he's such a gun and yeah, so I was really happy with that. Obviously Rosie as well was really good um, but I got to give my best one probably to happen to Andrew Brayshaw from the start. Which, um, if you listen to a few episodes ago, you'll know it was a stroke of luck because I wanted Merritt initially and then Merritt got injured, I think, for the first three, four rounds. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I thought, oh, Brayshaw will be all right. And then, yeah, he's been... Yeah, kind of ended the season year. kind of poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah he didn't have a great end of the bang season. bang average. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he's very had... volatile. Yeah, very. Volatile, I like that. But he's yeah. had, like, yeah, he's had, like, nine 120-plus scores in that range. Mate, um, he... Obviously, had a 180. He's had a few 140s. Yeah. Did you captain him for the 180? I didn't, um, but, you know, that's a, you should have. That's a story yeah. for another day. You know, he was lucky to get to 89 this week. Kicked two goals. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. But so did Hugh McConaughey. He's also... two a... goals for a 98. Two goals as a midfielder, and you're scoring under 100 is just not good enough. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Hugh McCluggage. He was such a gun for about loves, six weeks. He loves the goal. kind of fell away. Yeah. He loves a girl.はいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいは
I guess it's, it's kind of it's, it's not atta- it's not yeah. sustainable to go at such a high level when I think they're just gonna they're bound to drop cash, especially yeah. in those early games. I mean, yeah. people tend to score normally better towards the end of the season just as they pick up form. But yeah, I mean the thing is, if obviously if Led has say a killer start where he plays North Collingwood and the Eagles in the first three games, yeah. that, that's a different story, and you're actually getting benefit out of paying that much up for yeah. it. But, it, yeah, I mean, obviously, for me and Tim, starting Took was a mistake that we probably changed. Yeah. And, and obviously, there's going to be an option where you can find that real good value at the start, yeah. like a Brayshaw. Yeah. Or yeah. even Merritt was great value at the start. That's why I loved him so much. But, yeah. Injured. 100%. Well, I think someone that has the potential to go to a Brayshaw level is Chad Warner. Yeah. I think he's he made the All-Australian squad, and I think he's probably going to be pushing for Brownlow or top five mm. in Brownlow next year. Wow. So I reckon he's definitely a bloke that you could look at. And another one for me is Braden Fiorini. If he gets traded to another club, he's probably someone that I'm going to be jumping on. Jet. Yeah. He's I mean, there are, the I, the thought of um, trades is a huge one with this coming up, upcoming offseason. I mean, we're talking about some absolute studs who want to leave. Jacob Hopper, Tim Taranto. Yeah. Um, They're keeping one, aren't they? I mean, they they, pro- they potentially keep both, but uh, keep one. But at the moment, they're they both. both go. Yeah, they're looking like they might go, and that means it creates so many opportunities for scorers. Josh Kelly becomes an absolute stud again. Tom Green. Green, Tom Green, Stephen yes. Canelio, yeah. like lock these guys in. Then say it's Hannah Broon goes to Geelong, Geelong or yeah. wherever it is. All of a sudden, he's playing a midfield role. He becomes a mid-price gun that we're hopefully looking yeah. at. But I think Tim Taranto is a hundred percent on my radar. He's going to Collingwood, like the rumours are saying. Mm. They need a contested bull. Because Taylor Adams is missing half his games anyway. And he's can't really kick the ball straight. I mean, not that Tim Taranto's great at that either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he if he's playing as an actual midfielder, we're looking at the, one of the best scorers in the competition. So yeah. Yeah. And you've got a lot of rumours about Titch leaving as well. And I know you've got to think about how that'll free up spots for like a midfield in Hawthorne's team. Like, I don't know, I'd just probably say Dylan Moore going in. Yeah, or like 100%. yeah, there's play- other players that could definitely go in for that. But where does Titch go? And do you reckon he gets back to his? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, a pig. I haven't really seen too much. Maybe I think I heard something about Richmond. I haven't that... seen many rumored clubs myself. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really seen much. That's why it's interesting. But yeah, if he goes somewhere and they're saying, if it's, I'm assuming a more experienced team might look at him, say a Richmond or a I don't know, what I don't know. It's one of those teams that are looking for a midfielder yeah. and actually. Well, I want to push for a premiership. He's that's where he'll go. Yeah, and you might see even the Saints. I can see the Saints midfield on the weekend was right. Steele, Wintager, and um, Ross. Owens. Owens, and then yeah. Ross and, Ross and Hanbury as well. But that was you had two young guns in there. Like it seemed like if yeah. they're wanting to make a push for the finals, maybe the likes of a Titch is something they want to look yeah. into. So yeah, if, if he plays pure midfield role, we know what he can do. Mm. Yep. Um, just another bloke I'm looking at is Elijah Hollands. Mm. Obviously, he was a gun junior footballer, and he only played five games this year, but he didn't score particularly he got well. To 484k. Yeah, well, he was a gun man. Yeah. From five games. Yeah. From 190k, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he watching him on the weekend. He's and he's other games. Genuinely good I reckon footballer. he's a stud. He's I reckon he's really good. Some well, some be, of his moves are yeah. crazy. Exactly. He was so, going to be the number one pick, wasn't he, before he did yeah. his knee or whatever knee. it was yeah. yeah but I reckon if he there's if there's any sniff of a midfield role he's he's a shot I think. yeah 
think Higgins still wouldn't rise in star next year. Yeah. Oh, you got to play. You have to have yeah. played more than ten games yeah. last season to miss out. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one of interest. Uh, Josh Goder on the weekend was awesome, and I know he's unfortunately going to be up there in price, but he scored. I think he had twenty-one possessions. What did he end up on? 83. 83, five marks, three tackles. I think he's going to be playing a half-back role if he continues doing that. He looked really good. And uh, he was obviously... I, I thought he was a chance for the Rising Star yep. playing his... Rising Star nomination playing just the final game. So he's definitely one of interest. And, I mean, once again, one that we were blessed to have this year. Nick Dacos, again. Yeah. Assume that he, he goes Agreed. into the midfield. We're still talking about a guy that can average 100. Yeah. Like... And there's no reason why he can't do that. This is the same thing with what happened to Sam Walsh last year. He started out great, and then people brought him in for his second year, and he became a 107 guy. Like, he can do something similar. I can see happening. 100%. What are your thoughts on Tyron Thomas? Tyron Thomas. Um, I mean, everyone has a price, don't they? Yeah, they do, they yeah. do. Obviously, but, hasn't had the season that we all predicted, averaging just 54. Playing only 10 games as well, so... Yeah, yeah, I, he's he's an icky one. That last season, it's I'm gonna have to see a lot. So if unless say Clarko comes in and goes, he's a midfielder. We want to play him in the midfield. Get rid of Cunnington. Get rid of all these old blokes. Green will get out of there, and they go Thomas LDU Simkin. That's it. I can see him being an absolute yeah. stud. So. And then, obviously, you're going to have your rooks. I think Will Ashcroft, from what I've heard, is another he's a stud. absolute gun. Yeah. And he's, it's going to be like a Nick Dacos jump on, even if he's a super expensive yeah. rook. There's a few of those this year as well, I think. Bones. Yeah. Oh. I think, I think yeah. the new coaches as well, coming into this year, mm. definitely adds adds something new. Yeah, Because, yeah, obviously, um, Essendon just signed their coach today. Mm. What's his name? Kingsley, I think. Kingsley, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, biceps, bro. Sorry, GWS. Yeah. Biceps, yeah. bro. He, he is built. Bi- he's, he's jacked. Built. Um, and then North Melbourne obviously signing Clarko as well. Yeah. I, so Himmelberg obviously is another one that we've looked. I mean, it was an option throughout the season, and he, as a defender, we're talking one of the best defenders. He's a Jeff. He's so very good. If if they decide you're playing down back, he's another cheap one. Probably, I think yeah. probably priced close to eighty. And what about LDU as well? No, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of players. Like there's that. a lot of players. I just think like someone like a, um, even like a Horn Francis or a, like or like a Tyron Thomas. I don't know. I just feel like David Noble is just a bit of a bit of a push around. Looks like a bit of a push around type mm. of bloke. But they're not gonna fuck with Clark. Like he's got a f- fucking long resume yeah, of like yeah. what he's accomplished, and it's like the respect that they would already have for him is like up there. You know? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean. New coaches is always a huge thing to keep an eye on, and, and obviously we're gonna have to reassess in the preseason. But I think Zach Butters, these final four or five yeah, games, Zach Butters is gonna he's be played a pure. I think he plays pure midfield. Th- that's what we thought he was gonna be. And I don't know why Ken took so long. It's like he got to the end of the season. We're like, okay, now we'll just go Wines, um, Butters, and Rosie. Yeah. And they didn't bother with both. They didn't bother with Drew as much. It was those three guys, and that's it. And then it, it was working. Like they are amazing together. And hopefully, he realizes that's that's what he needs to do. And mm. we see that happen. So, speaking of last couple of games, Josh Ward has been so yeah. good after yeah. being so poor at the start. He's had the last five of eighty five, ninety seven in the last round. He just yeah, he just gets the ball. Yeah, he'll be he'll be another one. I mean, he's going to be more expensive than we hoped, but he'll be one. We well, only average seventy one. 
So, yeah. That's what it's based on. 71 still. Yeah. Well, did he play 10 games? Yeah, play 14. Okay, well, yeah, 71. That's it's still quite that's, expensive. It is expensive. That's but like 600. 600? I mean, God, I is would, it not? I would, I would have thought it'd be more like 500, 550. Uh, anyway, um, this, is, this, is, this is all still if it's. Wow. 616. Geez. This is all if it's still based on the same system. Yeah, it, I mean, it'll be the equivalent of just increased inflation. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he averaged 85 to finish yeah. the season with a couple of 120s in there or something, wasn't yeah. it? Like, he, he was, yeah, he was a gun. He was a gun. Like, I, I'd, paying 71 for a guy that's going to be yeah. 90. From round 18 yeah. against, uh, where he kind of had his breakout game against Eagles, he went 133, 75, 107, 84, 60, 97. Mm. Yeah. Uh, another one that... Um, and he's doing that in low 80s, high 70s, Tog. Yeah, that's 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 something good. Another one to watch, I think, is Matt Crouch. I think we know that if he's playing pure midfield, he can really push 110. Um, so if he if he goes somewhere and... Where's he going? I don't know. So I'm, why wouldn't the team... About Shanks. Off, Saints. Shanks? Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, whatever happens. If he does leave, I, I saw actually an article that Adelaide wanted to hang around, but... Why? Why would you get him? I don't know. What did he? He had like a massive game halfway through the season, and then just got dropped again the next week. Yeah, well, no, he was still averaging bulk possession. I just reckon that that's just not who they need in their team. It's just like no. they don't have any classy ball users in that team. Hundred percent, they don't need him, and he will go. Apart from some... Jordan Dawson, yeah, it's literally no one. No. Like your next boy, best ball user is probably like Parnell. What about Brody Smith? He's all right. That's Parnell. Parnell gets about three kicks in a game, mate. Yeah, he's their best boys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, there's a lot to look at. Um, even a Dyson Heppel, because, I mean, with all those half-backs, because Essen and I don't know if people have heard, but Heppel was offered a big contract by the Suns and apparently has told them, from what I've heard, that he wants to go there. If he's playing as a half-back, being that facilitator, we're talking about the guy that does exactly what Brandon Ellis did and he's... Called ninety six in a slightly reduced time on ground, yeah. so and like Weller and um, Power have all sustained pretty long term injuries yeah. as well. So. so maybe maybe there's someone to watch. Yeah, but and as I said before the pod, there are so many rocks. We didn't mention it before. Ron Marshall's a lock, unless for some reason they're playing Tom Campbell throughout the bloody season. It was good. Tom Campbell. <laughs> but yeah. Tom Campbell's a lock. You made Ron Marshall. Yeah, Tom, if Tom Campbell... and if they're playing Ron Marshall, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't it's... matter because Tom Campbell's the goat. Tom Campbell is not the goat. I don't know. Did you not see what he scored on the weekend? What about Jacko? Who moves? 86 minutes. Jackson. Jackson. Who? Jackson. Jackson. Luke Jackson. Oh, Luke Jackson. I reckon no. Max Gorn no. becomes more interesting. Max Gorn becomes very interesting. Yep. What do you? What happens with Brody Grundy? Is that? Is I that, don't know, man. That's that's what we're going to find out. That someone that Collingwood are willing to pay another team to take him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they did with Steve. Uh, Stevenson. Yeah. James Stevenson. Yeah. Do you know him? Was it Stevenson? I don't know James Stevenson. Yeah. I think so. No, it was Trelaw. I was going to say, it wouldn't be Stevenson got traded when he was good. I think it was Trelaw. Because there was all that... Anyway, they had... I'm pretty sure it was Trelaw. They just had... And because he was on that big contract, they had to pay some of it. Yeah. So they had to pay to, like, get rid of him because they had salary cap issues. But yeah, Luke Jackson isn't an option. Because, I mean, they're still going to play Sean Darcy. He doesn't Mm. just go out of the picture. And I don't think he's even going to play much more rough than he did originally. Speaking of, Kale Saron. Uh, yeah, like he's an he's 
He's a gun. You guys were both so hot on him at the start of the year. I was. I was very hot on him. And there was for a reason, and he showed throughout about probably round... Whenever Brayshaw gets tagged out of the game, he is a gun. Like, he is a genuine gem. Oh, mate, Sarong was amazing on the weekend. He had 13, 11, something like that, clearances. You guys nearly lost. Were you scared that you guys were going to lose? No, I had had confidence in the end throughout them. We ended up winning by 20. Yeah, but you guys were down by 30 at one point. Yeah, I was nervous, but then I didn't watch that first half. That was the reason we were losing. Oh, okay, yeah, facts. Yeah, so... Mate, mate, you know what? Will Brody's another one that we should still keep an eye on. All of a sudden, if his tank starts to build up and he's playing 80% time and ground, yeah. who's to say he's not a 110 guy? I think Campbell Chester is also another one. Yeah, Campbell Chester, 100%. Yep. Um, There's going to be like some real good players that come back from injury that we're forgetting. Yeah, I mean, like Oscar yep. Allen. Random player to think of, but you never know. Mm. Do you reckon anyone has their fantasy in this mode on their computer? Uh, I feel like this isn't very relevant for the podcast, but... Sorry. <laughs> uh, but there'll be, like, another... Yeah, there'll be some of those, like, real sleeper guys, like Newcomb, like a Kerno. I don't know. I, I, probably, got a Kerno. I probably wouldn't be picking yeah. up a Newcomb or a Kerno this year. No, I'm talking next about... Year, like, sorry. I'm talking about, like, the next year's equivalent. I feel like you still have to be brave. Jumping on a Kerno was a very brave choice for the very good It's just, like, you can't really go that brave to start. I mean, no. I was going to go... I wanted to go Gunston for a bit. Lucky I didn't, because he was kind of poo, but... Yeah, what? I actually remember that at the start of the day. It was so like, cheap. It was like four twenty. It was like four ten, for a reason. Yeah, it was a gun. Kick. Did you see his goal on the weekend? Like the the one that Kurt came all the way back. Oh yeah, that was a good goal. Yeah. That was a very good. No, goal. he played so well on the weekend. He's actually a real good player. He should come to the Dockers. He's an excellent player. Paul Hazelby said he would come to the Dockers. Who? Paul Hazelby. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Ex Docker. He does media now. Oh right, he's in Gunston will go to the Dockers. He said. He said. I mean, I'd be happy for that. I want to see him win a flag. Get closer with winning a flag of the Dockers. If he comes to the Dockers, the Dockers automatically become a much more interesting flag. Yeah, he's so good. Like, his positioning yeah, is no. elite. I love it, it. It's going to be sad to, le- to not get lob. Anyway, I feel like this is irrelevant. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you've enjoyed um, listening to us over the season. I hope we've given some good advice. Um, and I don't know. I guess maybe we'll see for next season if we decide to continue with this. Yeah. Um, but you have to tweet at us. Yeah, send us a tweet if you're interested and want us to keep going. So, uh, anyway, good luck for well, enjoy your off season. Ending, yeah. yeah, enjoy your off season and uh, make sure you, if we are back, check us out when we get back. So we'll catch you then. 